to the official OCPHA podcast journey series where we interview our pharmacy professionals about their journey into their specialized fields. And my name is Tony and I'll be your host this week. And uh, today we'll be speaking with our special guest, advanced practice pharmacist Michelle Sherman on uh, her journey into her current field. So thank you again for being on the show, Michelle. How are you doing today? Great. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. For our listeners, they may or may not have heard you yet because I know you, you do provide some of the, the continuing education dinners or some of the dinner programs that occur in various areas. But for those who have not heard of you, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. So I'll go all the way back to the, the beginning. So I'm originally from South Africa and actually went to pharmacy school in South Africa. And once I graduated, I moved to Southern California, to Bakersfield was where I, where I worked first. So I did the board exam, did my internship, and just started my career as a pharmacist in 1987. Oh, wow. That's a lot of the years of practice. It's been a while, yeah. And I focused my whole practice in HIV. And you, you're probably going to ask me why I did that and how I got into that. But when, when I left South Africa, there was no mention of HIV and AIDS in South Africa. And as, as you're aware, it's like the, one of the countries with the highest incidence of HIV and mortality and everything over the years that, that went on with the epidemic. So I never heard anything. The only thing I ever heard about HIV was what was happening here in the United States. You know, gay men were getting sick with this disease that nobody knew of. And then right when I moved here, Rock Hudson died. And that's all I knew about it. But once I moved to Bakersfield and started working, I spent a lot of time, you know, at that time doing my internship and everything. And work was everything. So I worked like seven days a week. Anyway, I started getting friends who were dying. And what I realized was that this was my purpose. No matter what, I didn't know how it was going to happen because in 1987, we only had one drug, AZT. I knew that this is what I was born to do, and it became my life's work, basically. Wow. So so I guess, how did you how did you navigate yourself into that? Like, what were the first steps that you took into becoming, you know, an HIV specialist pharmacist? So w- when I moved out away from Bakersfield, I actually moved to Orange County in 1992. And the, the chain store that I was working with at that time offered me a pharmacy manager position to open up a store, one of their stores in San Juan Capistrano. And when I moved to Orange County, I thought, how, how am I going to work in this arena? And the first thing I did was contact OCPHA and told them what I was interested in. And the pharmacist that responded to my call was actually Rose Sparks. And at that time, she was working, which was then the the Laguna Beach Medical Center, down there, South Coast Medical Center. And she was very involved in caring for people with AIDS because they were getting diagnosed, they were getting sick, they were ending up in her care, and then they were dying. Because Laguna Beach at that time had the highest incidence per capita of people living with HIV or living with HIV and AIDS. So I contacted Rose and she recruited me to get onto the board and everything with OCPHA. And at that time, the work that she was doing was actually a seat on the board for HIV and AIDS, like educating the pharmacists and being like a doing outreach in the community and everything like that. And I was like totally in and on board. So I got really involved with OCPHA and I was the president of the board in 1996. So really delved right into this. So when I was working for the chain store, I knew that we had to make a difference somehow that was different. So in essence, really started the first HIV specialty pharmacy in Orange County working for Payless Drugstore, where they 
actually let me deliver to patients and take care of patients in the traditional way that specialty pharmacy does today, which is a given, which was really kind of extraordinary at that time. And I really developed a reputation within the community as like the go-to HIV pharmacist here in Orange County. After I left the chain scene back in 1997, I started my consulting and I started working with the pharmacy up in Garden Grove and created the whole HIV specialty program at that pharmacy. And my focus was always not on filling prescriptions, but on taking care of the patient and doing at that time like pharmaceutical care. So we really started a nonprofit and I was able to get Ryan White funding and work with Ryan White funded clinics, actually seeing patients in the in the clinic and really making a difference because at that time the drug therapies were very extensive, toxic, and patients had so many side effects. So after working in that arena, I expanded my consulting business to cut a very long story short. I, I now do a lot of consulting and speaking like all over the country, speaking at a lot of conferences. And once we got healthcare provider status here in California, that was the trigger and the change for me. And I got my APH, my advanced practice pharmacist license, and really over like 30 years of work have developed my own like chronic care management MTM program that I implement in a couple of the clinics that I work with. And that's how I've been able to make a huge difference in patient care. And I'm developing my program, hopefully into a telehealth platform that can take care of HIV patients across the country. Wow, that's a that's quite a journey. And you know, I I'm actually I really respect that you are adapting to the change in over the years. And you know, in our career, like in our paths as pharmacists, there are many who don't really adapt to the change, and then they kind of just stay with what they do. And I really respect that you are able to not only just adapt, but looking forward to that adaption and then using that to to push forward that profession. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I think we've never been in a more exciting time for pharmacy ever than we are now, because it's this total disruption of healthcare. And I think if pharmacists don't change, and we keep looking at actually putting the pills in the bottle and the decreasing reimbursements. There's so much more to being a pharmacist healthcare provider than, than doing that kind of work. And we can really be the change in healthcare. I am like totally convinced. And in this field of HIV that I'm in, I know it works. I have the proof. I have everything, documented outcomes that this makes a difference. And if pharmacists could only realize what their value is and what their purpose is, we as pharmacists can take change healthcare because I mean everything's all about the drug therapy and we because I think a lot of pharmacists don't voice let their voices be heard we get swept under the rug when our wheelhouse is everything in managing not only healthcare costs but like good outcomes for our patients. So you've gone through a lot of changes and I guess uh, where you are today is implementing all these programs and I guess. I'm curious what your day-to-day is currently, if there is even a day-to-day, you know, like, because it sounds like you're doing a lot of different things all the time. Exactly. So I work with an HIV specialty pharmacy here in Orange County and manage all the HIV patients at that pharmacy. So, you know, that's a priority to make sure that all those patients are taken care of with the values and manner in which I expect them to be done, which 
you know, we're providing like outstanding pharmacist care. But then there are all these other, you know, hats that I wear, the consulting, the working with physicians and other aid service organizations and everything. And then, you know, expanding my consulting business and the programs that we do. So in addition to that type of day-to-day work, I education of other pharmacists and nurses and case managers is is really, really important to me. So I, I have an online learning portal as well that offers CE to pharmacists and technicians who, who take the programs. This chronic care management program of mine, just to, to give you a bit of background, I called it the Ubuntu Pharmacist Care Program. So people ask me like all the time, what does that mean? What does that mean? And I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that word before, but it's actually a Zulu word that means humanity. And there's actually an Ubuntu philosophy that means what happens to me happens to you, happens to all of us. And I call my program that because when I sit down with a patient, I'm totally engaged with the care of that patient. And what happens to them happens to me. It's really important that We work together as a team, and I know that the care that I provide them, and if they can have positive outcomes, it affects their family, and it affects their whole community surrounding them. For for my patients to be able to live a healthier quality of life and get back to work and everything, I feel that's all, all in the spirit of Ubuntu, and it's like paying my expertise forward and seeing the change in in my patients and also the other providers that I work for. So I have this online training portal. It's called the Ubuntu Care Academy, where I have all these online training programs that pharmacists and technicians could take to be able to, you know, expand their knowledge and for me to be able to share my information. Wow, that's really great. And, you know, speaking of expanding your knowledge, from my understanding, you'll be participating at the Western Pharmacy Exchange that's going to be hosted by California Pharmacists Association. Well, I think I saw on the schedule that you're doing a few sessions. Is that right? Right. So on on the Saturday, I'm doing two sessions. I'm doing one. There's going to be a, two of us doing this. It's about the advanced pharmacy practice license. It, the session's called, I have my APH, now what? So we're going to have like a whole discussion with the audience about what the value of being an advanced practice pharmacist has been for us and where you can go with that, or in our opinion. And then the second one, It's going to be geared a lot to students as well. And the title of that is called On Purpose, Answering the Call to Be a Pharmacist Healthcare Provider. And this was a very important topic to me because I believe that anybody in the career choice and the choices you make in your life, you have to do what matters to you, whatever that is. And to become a pharmacist is really a purpose. It's it's a mission. It's absolutely not a job. Getting that paycheck every two weeks or at the end of the month, that's like a side effect of the work that we do. So I really want to impart my knowledge and and show these students and other pharmacists that, that come to the session that what you do really matters. And when you sit down with patients and you consult with them, you have to be 100% present and they need to feed off your knowledge and make a difference in their health. So I'm doing those two talks. And then I have a poster as well. This is showing some outcomes that I have from my work in the clinic and especially looking at a Caloptima population of HIV patients and showing the positive outcomes on on these particular patients, especially with adherence. So my poster is poster number 4025 and it's titled 
a model of pharmacist-implemented medication adherence improvement in an outpatient population diagnosed with HIV. So I'll be really excited to have that poster up and everything because I've known my program works for the last 30 years because I've been doing it with my patients, but now I completely have the proof and the outcomes to show it. And the reason for all this is for us as pharmacist healthcare providers to actually get paid for these services beyond putting those pills in a pill bottle. Wow. So thank you for that information. And um, I'll be posting some of that information into our show notes for people who are interested to, you know, to attend your sessions or uh, see your poster at the upcoming conference. Great. Um, Also for, I guess, for students who are currently in school and they don't really know what they're doing yet, or for pharmacists who kind of want to change career paths and specialize like how you did, do you have any advice for them? I, I do. I do. You you need to, I tell this to, to students all the time, it's just put your phones away and focus and reach within yourself as to what you want in your life and what you want your journey to be. And whatever that is, whether it's in HIV, another disease state, or whatever is your passion, you can make it happen. And one of the key things I always tell people, whether it's a student or a pharmacist, is if you think it, you can do it. Do not listen to the naysayers out there. Because when when I left the chain store in the traditional pharmacy practice and started my consulting, people literally thought I was insane. They thought I was crazy. And it's like, oh, that'll never work. Don't do this. Don't do that. For a lot of those people who told me that, they're still standing behind the counter filling prescriptions. And my career took off in a whole different trajectory. So it's listen to your own, like in a voice. And if there's no blueprint, so what? I My entire career, I've created my own bl- blueprint from the moment I decided to leave South Africa and come to the United States with nothing, two suitcases and $3,000. That's it. And, you know, created a whole life and career here in the United States. So it's like, listen to your own voice and never, ever listen to naysayers. And You know, the best journey I think that's traveled is one where you create your own path. Why would you want to copy something or get on a roadmap, get on Google Maps where it tells you the exact road to take? Why not create your own? And you can do anything. I truly believe it. Wow. And, you know, you truly believe it because you are an example of that. And I'm I'm pretty sure our listeners will be very inspired by that message. It's it's so it's so important. And I think with, with the way pharmacy is today and you know, the traditional role and everything, pharmacists can reach the burnout level like really, really quickly. And you can just throw in the towel and say, I don't want to do this anymore. But I mean there are ways of overcoming that. First of all, like follow your passion, whatever it is, because you can make that happen. And it's not a matter of if we get paid for these advanced practice services, it's when we get it. And I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. If we, you know, band together as a group and really show payers and physicians groups and hospitals, like what we do really matters. And it really makes a difference to patients' health. I mean, in, in HIV, I truly believe that as a pharmacist, we are literally one of the most important and key healthcare providers of that patient's entire team. Thank you so much for providing that message to us. And I also wanted to ask you one more thing is if people wanted to reach out to you 
Is there a best way that they can contact you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They can contact me through my website or my email. Uh, one of my websites is mishrxconsulting.com. And my email is mish at mishrxconsulting.com. So that, that's the best way to, to reach me is like through email. And then they can ask me their questions and how to move forward uh, from that. And then for anybody out there who wants to learn a little bit more about like HIV pharmacy and things like that, I do have a book on Amazon. It's called Saving Lives, The Role of the Pharmacist in HIV. So you can get it on Amazon and Kindle, and you can actually download it for free off the website. So those are available also. And I have a patient website called HIVthrive.com that I've had for many years that is like a global community of people living with HIV. And I think you can you can get the gist of how I feel about this through through the whole podcast that we've done. But I really believe in not only talking about medication with patients, but the way they live their life and eating well and ha having good habits and things like that is really important. So that's kind of what that website kind of addresses. All right. So thank you. And I'll be putting all of that information into the show notes. So if anyone who's listening right now wants to reach out to Michelle or wants to take a look at the book or, you know, check out the website, um, you guys can look at the show notes and we'll have the links in there. But to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the podcast, Michelle. And I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot about your journey. Thank you so much, and it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. All right, if you guys like this episode, please rate us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can find out more about our organization by visiting ocpha.org, and you can follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. But until next time, OCPHA is signing off, reminding you to get determined, get inspired. <laughs> <laughs>